SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Friday, November 18th. Here is truly sitting in Scott Wetzel for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, oppositepicks.com, hit the contact Scott icon, <clears throat> and fire away. Ah, what's going on, LLs? No more booze. A ball for sale. Nets win. Titans win. Packers lose. Do we have a Jordan Love sighting? Kwai is back. Is Kyrie next? Uh, shuffling out of Buffalo. Downing was apparently downing one too many. Uh, judging Goldschmidt come up winners. NFL trends, college football trends. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Ah, what is going on, LLs? How are you on this uh, Friday as we get set for another weekend of college football? Uh, Austin Hooper, touchdown reception there for Ryan Tannehill, Prime uh, Sports there, Prime, I guess it's called, uh, Amazon Prime with the call. Derrick Henry, four-yard touchdown run as well as uh, Tennessee last night beats Green Bay. Oh, that was the easiest bet yet ever could have made. <clears throat> I know it wasn't a blowout, but 27-17, we came real close. You know, we, we came one oh by the way, Packer touchdown and miss extra point from hitting our 27-23 score. Oh, that would have been great. We would have won either. Well, we with Tennessee winning, we would have won uh, over a thousand bucks. $4 would have paid over a thousand dollars. We're playing. If, if you miss out, I host in uh, play sports tonight uh, right here on Sports Grid Radio from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. You should be listening. Uh, and these Monday and Thursday night games, just as a goof, we put $200 aside from the beginning of the year, and we picked one score, and we said, you know what? We're just going to play this one common normal score. Keep your fingers crossed. If it hits one time, just one time out of the 30 or so games that are on Sunday, Monday, and uh, Thursday night, then we'll walk home a big monster winner, right? So, so far it hasn't hit. <clears throat> it hasn't really come close, close. We've had one number, I think, once uh, heading into last night. So, last night, it's 27-23. We play both teams now. Four bucks on one, four dollars on another. We got to budget it out. It's about eight dollars per game if you, if you want to spend $200 for the season, right? So, anyway, we got it last night, 27-17. All we need are the Packers to get the ball. Get an oh, by the way, touchdown, miss an extra point. They've already missed one extra point. Tennessee's missed an extra point. It's possible, uh, but not to be. So 27-17, Tennessee wins. I tell you, Aaron Rodgers looks old. You know, I mentioned this last night during the show. There were a couple of sightings when the Packers played the Giants in that freezing game, last game for Aaron Rodgers, or for Brett Favre in a Packer uniform. And everyone watching all has the same thought. Boy, he just looks cold. You know, uh, for a guy who had a career in being Brett, uh, Brett Favre in Green Bay and never looking cold and running around and the Packers being used to it, everybody else freezing, you know, that game, he just looked like he was freezing. And although it wasn't as bad last night for Aaron Rodgers, I, I got that same sense, just that sense of I don't want to be here. 
Uh, it's almost like they shot their momentum last week in their win against Dallas, and they had nothing left. It just nothing left. He looks old. He looked cold. He looked bored. He just didn't look like he wanted to be there, Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's not all him. You know, he's he did take the blame for a lot of it last night, unlike weeks before when he was yelling and screaming about his officials or the offensive coordinator, uh, or his wide receivers, rather, or the offensive coordinator or the head coach, you know. Well, last night, for the most part, he took the blame. But knowing people as I do, I'm reading his look in his face, and he's saying, my wide receivers suck, and I've given up. I'll take the blame because I threw it right, and he went left. Or I'll take the blame because I threw it uh, you know, two feet off the ground, and he wasn't able to make the catch when, in reality, he should make the catch. And when, in reality, the wide receiver should be going right. You know, the wide receiver shouldn't be slowing down on these, these passes I'm throwing. Um, there were a number of plays last night where it looked like his it was his fault, but if you watch the receiver, and again, I, I don't like this team of, of uh, Michaels and, and Herb Street. You know how I feel about Herb Street, and Michaels is great, but they just look bored in these broadcasts. I've said it before, I'll say it again, as, as bored as Aaron Rodgers looked, that's how these guys are. There's no, there's no debating stuff or bringing stuff up. You know, why is Aaron Rodgers missing all these wide receivers? Is it really the wide receiver's fault? I don't, you know, or, or is it really Aaron Rodgers' fault? There were a couple plays where, you know, the guy's dropping footballs or he's throwing left, the wide receiver's going right, or the wide receiver's cutting off his pattern and they're blaming Rodgers. And you can look at Rodgers' face, you know it's not his fault. You just know it. And they don't bring that up. You don't bring up Jordan Love. I, I mean, it's a boring game. How long before we see Jordan Love in a Packer, uh, you know, starting a lineup? For the rest of the season. So, all right, just getting underway. Ops Pick Sports Grid Radio. A lot to get to. We'll hop to it when we come back right here. Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Prime Sport there with the call. Austin Hooper with the three-yard touchdown reception from Derrick Henry. Yes, you heard that right. Derrick Henry uh, with two pass attempts yesterday. Uh, One going Austin Hooper on a three-yard touchdown uh, option pass as uh, Derrick Henry got the ball, kind of ran to the line of scrimmage, a la Tim Tebow, making a famous back in college way back when. Gets to the line of scrimmage, jumps up. Everyone's thinking he's going to run. Uh, it's really it's, it's a very good call. I mean, you got to really be on your toes on defense to be covering that tight end, Austin Hooper, who was coming out uh, after he initially made a block. You know, so it's really difficult. So, see, that's the stuff I like. You know, that that's the stuff that shows me that they're thinking a little bit rather than just handing the ball off to Derrick Henry, as they did a couple of times last night in, in key spots and uh, without much success. So they get the touchdown pass. They win the game. They were really... I won't say they were never really threatened because it was a close game throughout, but watching that game again, even with money on Tennessee with the Wetzel Black Cloud on them, I, I just never thought they were going to lose. I, I thought that was a pretty easy play. You know, that line even jumped up to three and a half in some circles. And I'm just like, I don't know what Packer team you guys have been watching, but uh, it's not the same one I've been watching. This Packer team is just not any good. But only to the Dallas Cowgirls to blow that game last week. Otherwise, forget about it. Here's a stat I read. I, I got to go back and confirm this, but 16 straight games now for Aaron Rodgers without throwing for 300 yards. Basically an entire season. Aaron Rodgers. You know, three, four years ago, for 300 yards, he had that by halftime, for goodness sakes. 
16 straight games now without throwing for 300 yards. And it's not just, again, it, it isn't just the wide receivers. It is, it's a combination. You know, the wide receivers aren't like he used to have, but, you know, that's what happens. You know, when you went $45 million a year, then you want all this money guaranteed, you know, and that's, that's what happens. You can't support your other players. Simple as that. He did have the 291 against Detroit this year, but other than that, forget about 300. How about 250? How about uh, he's thrown for 250, which is nothing, right? One, two, three times all year. Three times. 250 yards. Wow. Last year, he threw for 341 against Chicago. So would that be, and he threw for 307. He had a stretch of three straight games, as a matter of fact. So would that be 16 games? Um, four to close out, uh, well, if you want to include the playoffs, yeah. Four to close out the regular season, one in the postseason, and then the uh, 11 games this year. So is it 11 for them? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, 11. So, yeah, 16 straight games without throwing for 30 yards. But again, see, you want you want your $45 million guaranteed for two, three years? Can't afford to pay your other players? Isn't it funny? Players are bailing out of there rather than staying there. And that, that's got to tell you a little something as well. They lost a lot of guys on the offensive line. They lost, obviously, uh, Durante Adams. You know, you think anybody really would want to go to uh, the Raiders uh, versus the Packers? But apparently so. That's how bad things are, I guess, with, with Green Bay. So, and then the other thing is with Jordan Love. Listen, they got a big decision. And I didn't watch the entire press conference. I only watched the snippet that they showed on TV. I will watch it later on today. I don't think it was brought up, otherwise there'd be headlines about it, but Packers got to decide what they're going to do with Jordan Love. They have to guarantee him his fifth year at the end of this year. After the third year, these rookie contracts, you got to guarantee the fifth year So because they wouldn't need to know what they're doing, right? Fifth year for a quarterback rookie contract is right around $16, 20000000 million. It's, it's not chump change. It's, it's a halfway decent number. So... You know, you're already guaranteeing Aaron Rodgers $45 million. Are you going to guarantee $15, $20 million to his backup? You're going to designate $60 million to the quarterback position? They'll probably pick it up just because, you know, if they want to trade him, you know, that would make him that much more you know, valuable if he's got two years left on a contract. But they got to make a decision on this dude. Is he the quarterback of the future? Is he not? Do we want to trade him? If we want to trade him, we got to showcase him. We got to show other teams that he's actually pretty good. So that that's what I mean by how the Jordan Love conversation didn't come up last night somewhere, whether it's during the broadcast uh, or it's you know later on in the post game with with the head coach or with with even Aaron Rodgers. I mean, isn't that the normal thing if you're in Green Bay? Aren't you wondering? I mean, because Aaron is saying to himself that part of the problem is him. Don't you want to know what you have in Jordan Love? Uh, I, I just don't know how that's not brought up. Titan Insider brought up something. Offensive coordinator Todd Downing arrested this morning. DWI um, booked at 4.30 in the morning, Central Time. Pulled over at 3.49 based on a review of the records, blah, 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 blah. Delta flight from Green Bay landed in Nashville uh, just after 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, someone made a point, Pro Football talked it, about how no booze is allowed on the planes for the players and coaches, so they want to figure out how the guy got drunk in between the 2 o'clock in the morning. 
maybe he did. Maybe they all went to a bar, I guess. That's what I'm assuming since the flight landed at 2 o'clock. So, and the arrest was uh, it was an hour and a half later. But not a good look, right? You got a nice, nice road win. Uh, you know, you're 7-3. and three, Things are rolling. And you got your offensive coordinator, no less. Not your special teams guy. Not your wide receivers coach. Not your running backs coach. Your offensive coordinator gets arrested for DUI. Eesh. Every time you think you're going forward, you, you, you go backwards here. Uh, remarkable. All right, NFL trends. Uh, here we go. We do this every week. We got NFL. We got college football trends. Let's do the NFL trends now. Best NFL trends. Last week, we went 4-3. and three. Overall, 24 up, 32 down, and one push. Got uh, eight for you today. Giants under 25-6-1 run. I keep on giving you this, and the Giants keep on going under. So, you know what? Don't fight it. Keep going. Under 44.5 versus Detroit. Lions can score. We know their defense stinks, but uh, their offense stinks on the road. This is a road game in New York. Well, New Jersey, actually. So, Giants under 25-6-1, under 44.5. Under 45.5, Colts in Philadelphia. Colts on a nice 13-2 under run. Although last week it did go over with the Raiders, new head coach and everything, but just, you know, I always like to get trends twice before I bail. So Indy 13-2 and two under last 15 games. Carolina getting 12 against Baltimore. The play there, Baltimore laying 12. Why? Carolina 1-14 straight up and against the spread. Their last 15 games against non-NFC South teams. They're in the NFC South. So, 1-14. Yikes. How about Buffalo laying 8.5 now versus Cleveland? Game's in Detroit. Bills is a Mark Lawrence special. 31-11 and 11 straight up. 32-10 and 10 against the spread after three straight against the spread losses like they're on right now. They don't generally lose four straight against the spread. How about under 40.5 Washington at Houston? Washington, 15-6 and six under their last 21 games. Here's a good one. Another Mark Lawrence special. Dallas laying a point and a half is the play. Why? Minnesota's Kirk Cousins, 4-18 and 18 straight up, 7-14 and 14 against the spread versus teams four games over 500 or more. He does not play well against these teams. Did win against Buffalo last week, I hear you saying, but the chances of him bucking that trend Back-to-back weeks, no way. Pittsburgh plus four and a half at home against Cincinnati. Steelers 14-5-1 as home dogs under Mike Tomlin. All right, last one we'll give you when we come back. Ops Picks, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Our toll-free telephone number, as always, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact shout icon uh, and fire away. Uh, those are the words there from Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers first up, missing a couple of throws. You know, when he said that, I was watching that at the time and uh you know he acknowledged it but it wasn't a real like yeah i effed up it was my fault acknowledgement you know he 
He probably somewhere along has been told, listen, stop it already with, with bitching about the wide receivers. We, it, it's a bad look for us. It's a bad look for you. You know, please stop it already, will you please? Um, so it, it kind of was like one of those, yeah, yeah, I, I missed a couple throws there. But, again, him missing throws was throwing the ball at the guy's uh, thighs instead of at his chest, and the guy drops the football. Or throwing the ball over the middle, and the wide receiver stops his pattern, and so the ball looks like he's you know ten feet away. When in reality, he should have been just continuing to run and run even you know faster. Um, so it's it's those type of acknowledgments where I didn't really think, but they're in trouble. They're not a good football team. They're just they're just not a good team. And um, you know Aaron Rodgers is not playing well. He's not doing the things, and the wide receivers are clearly lost. Uh, the Christian dude there got another touchdown, Watkins. Uh, I will say that made a nice play, but he only had what a couple of catches besides that, right? I mean, looking at the box score, he made the nice catch in the end zone uh, to get the, them on the board, and then uh, the rest of the game he had uh, three other catches, you know, for uh, for thirty yards. So two touchdowns. He's a touchdown machine. Every time he touched the football, it's a touchdown. Uh, but uh, as far as really being like productive, productive, Cobb had six reception, Lazard had five, Jones had six, and uh, he only, if you will, uh, had four. So Tennessee, I you know, I've been on this Titans team from the beginning of the season. I don't know why others weren't. Their over under was only eight and a half. They get no respect whatsoever, and um, you know what? That that's fine by me. Henry rushes twenty eight times for eighty seven yards in a TD. Throws for a TD. Tannehill throws for three hundred and thirty three yards. Well, if I told you one quarterback out of the two was going to throw for three hundred yards, I think most would have guessed uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, but not the case. So Tannehill, and oh by the way, for those that did uh, you know listen to us, as you all should again at, at night, one of the props that we had a pretty good day. We had a real good day with this NFL stuff. So one of the props we gave out was over 26 and a half pass attempts, Ryan Tannehill. He ends up with 27. And he got his last one when there were two minutes and three seconds left. Tennessee took over on downs. <clears throat> and they they needed to have run one play. They needed to get one first down because it had they just run three plays. Uh, Green Bay without any timeouts would have got the football back with about 50 seconds left. They, they were down two. They weren't going to score, but they did need to have one more play. And they could have just run the ball, right? They really, you know, considering they run the ball 30 times a game. And lo and behold, what happens? Ryan Tannehill back to pass throws a bomb, no less. A bomb! <laughs> and they get it first and goal at the five-yard line. And that was pass attempt number 27. In a situation in which nine times out of ten, Tennessee and most other teams would have just run the ball. They actually threw it. Um, and again, you know, I, I, I just, uh, I nitpick on this stuff because that's what I do for a living. So maybe it's not normal criticism. But if I'm the announcers, they said, boy, that's a really smart play because uh, the defensive backs aren't thinking about this is going to be a pass, this is going to be a run, this is going to be a run, this is going to be a run, right? That's part of it. The main reason why that's a smart play is is because the play is going to take more than three seconds. So no matter what play you run, whether it's a run or a pass or an incomplete pass, you're getting the two-minute warning. You don't throw the football when there's two minutes and 11 seconds left because you risk 
an incomplete pass and you stop the clock before it gets to the two-minute warning. It's a smart play, not because the defensive backs are thinking this is going to be a run. It's a smart play because you can throw the football and not risk an incomplete pass because it's going to go down to the two-minute warning anyway. That's why it's a smart play. And neither one of the two bird brains there, you know, brought that up. It's, it's I don't know, maybe I'm a genius, uh, you know, but that that's the mind of a gambler. That's what, as I've said this a thousand times, gamblers are smarter than the coaches and I guess the announcers as well. I mean, these guys have been involved in football for 50 zillion years, right? I mean... That's why they threw it. They, I guarantee you right now they would not have thrown that ball if there were two minutes and 20 seconds left. But they were two minutes and three seconds left, so that play was going to take three seconds. Complete, incomplete, anything. So, I don't know. I, I I pick on little things like that because, again, that's my profession. We all make mistakes. or we all. But I've told you this before, that these guys sound like they're bored. And it just... It was that case again last night. I mean, there are things you could bring up. Bring up Jordan Love. Bring up Aaron Rodgers. Bring up his love life. You know, bring up whatever. You know, make it sound more interesting. It's a, it's a boring broadcast. Anyway, 844-843-6879. They make uh, 20 times more than I do. But a great saying in, in Wall Street, I don't measure a man by the size of his wallet. It's one of my all-time favorite lines. They're, they're in the elevator, right? And they just got talking with, with Gecko about how they're going to take over the uh, the airport there. And uh, they get into a little fight there, uh, you know, in, in the elevator going down. And, and the father says uh, to the son, you know, I don't measure a man by the size of his wallet. That's a great line. That's really a great, you know, it's a good line. And it's a good philosophy in life, right? Yeah, just because you got a lot of money doesn't mean you're a better person than anybody else. So, uh, 844-843-6879. Speaking of a guy who's rich, uh, Dom in East Rochester. Welcome to uh, Opposite Picks. What's going on, Dom? Get ready for some snow up there? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. How you doing? Not bad. Not bad. How are you? Okay, before I get to the Flubbelow game, uh, you know, Scotty, uh, Aaron Rodgers... Uh, one of my own uh, uh, personal favorites, uh, uh, P- Pavano. Remember Pavano for the Yankees? And, uh, yeah, right, yeah, Carpovano, right? Yep. Carl Pavano. And this, he had a guy, wasn't he on the, I don't follow the NBA, but a guy in the Celtics last year, uh, the name starts with a B. He, he never played a game. Uh, I don't know wasn't about there that. A guy one. never played a game. Maybe Philadelphia. Never played I don't a game. Know you, you, oh, yeah, Ben you Simmons. Ben Simmons you're talking about, I think. There yeah, Simmons. Ben Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, with, that's yeah, with Brooklyn. Simmons right. didn't play a game. So, you know, uh, really, and we've said the line a million times, just show me the money. Show me the money. That's it. Right. You know, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it, it, he'll go down as a boob. A boob. That's it. He'll just be gone. Gone. With yeah. the money, though. With the money, though. With the money. With the money. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, show me the money. Hey, Scotty, listen. You got, you got, you got the Flumbelow Bills, and of all teams, they're playing the Cleveland Browns, right? You know, right the, over yeah. the ones on one end of the lake, ones on the other end of the lake. I didn't go to Buffalo today. I just drove south to Corning. I'm not driving to Buffalo. I'm not doing that crap anymore. They're getting blasted over there. Which is kind of weird because you don't usually predict lake effect snow, and it's usually not right. three or four feet. But Buffalo wanted this situation. 
They wanted a, a stadium. They're going to get a new stadium with no roof. This is what they want. And they agree to move the game? How stupid is that, the dumbasses? They would have had, even Cleveland could have got there, okay? Whatever fans were going from Cleveland, they they would have got there. Not to speak of, there's a lot of Cleveland fans in Buffalo and Rochester. They would have got there, okay? Don't you think that the Bills should have been screaming to play this game in Buffalo? You would think so. You would think so. I just we brought this up last night during the show. You just don't know about the logistics of everybody else. You know the TV people, the officials. Uh, you know the, the surrounding areas, the snow. Do you want to encourage people to be on the roads if it really is as bad as they say it'll be? You know, it, it's that sort of thing. I, I don't doubt the players could have played. I, I really, I, I think that was the least of their concerns about actually clearing the snow from the field and playing. I, I think they could have done that. I think it's all the other things. Scotty. The last thing the NFL Scotty. wants to hear is about Scotty. how someone got into a car accident going to the game, Dom. Yeah, but Scotty, yeah. Scotty, how, how, Scotty, how big, how, how popular of a game is the 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 Flubbalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns tomorrow? I mean, really, what's that going to be the number one game on NBC? What are you kidding me? I mean, really, this is no. what they want. They want the bad weather games. They get a bad weather game, and they push it someplace else. And, by the way, I'm a little bitter about it because I bet Flubbalo Monday, you know, and and I I gave nine and a half, and I actually expected it to go to 13-14. I was going to play a middle. And still, then you can still get a middle out of that, though, Dom. You can still bail out of that. It, it's still right around the eight and a half, nine and a half, believe it or not. Ops picks got to run. Coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yes, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one side, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Here we go. We got a nice seven-pack of a little bit of everything tonight. I'm going to start with a little uh, college football. Uh, here we go. We got San Diego State laying 14 and a half at New Mexico. Lobo stink. I mean, I don't know how many times have you heard that over the years? Plenty. They're 2-8 and eight this season, 0-6 oh in Mountain West Conference play. San Diego State, meanwhile, 6-2 and two and still has a shot to win the West Division and play in the Mountain West uh, Championship game. So they're not going to screw around here. They're going to beat the doors off uh, New Mexico. Love the Aztec-San Diego State in a rout. <clears throat> Give me New Mexico plus the 14 and a half. Pick number two, Tulsa laying 14 versus South Florida tonight. Bulls failed us in the coaches' five system spot last week when they failed on a two point conversion down 18, getting 17 and a half in the final minute. Just kick the extra point and walk out of there as a 17 point cover loser. 
that was their last gasp effort, though. Now back to being the 1-9 team, including eight straight losses. Seven of their nine losses have come by 14 points or more. Tulsa's not great, but they're going to crush South Florida. Uh, give me South Florida plus the 14. Pick number three, NBA, Indiana laying five at Houston. Whoever thought we'd be putting American money on the Pacers, let alone on the road? Uh, but you know what? Anytime I can go against this Rockets team and not lay more than seven, eight points, I'm all over it. Pacers actually a surprising seven and six this year, including three and three on the road. They're more than capable of beating three and 12 Houston. Love the Pacers here. Uh, give me the Rockets uh, plus the five. Pick number four, OKC, plus six and a half at Memphis. While the Thunder continue to be against the spread winning machines, the Grizzlies do not. Thunder have picked up right where they left off last year as one of the best against the spread clubs. Ten and five against the spread this year. Memphis only five, nine, and one. Love OKC to maybe win outright. Uh, give me Memphis, uh, minus the six and a half. Pick number five, uh, Boston laying three at New Orleans. You know what? Keep on playing the Red Hot Celtics. 12-3 and three on the season, eight straight wins. You know the old saying, greatest sports axiom of all time. Winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. Keep betting on Boston until they lose really two in a row. Uh, give me New Orleans plus the three. Pick number six, Phoenix laying a point and a half at Utah. Ah, reality may be setting in on this Jazz team. They're expected to be horrible, but they actually started 10-3, shocking the NBA world except me, who thought they were going to be halfway decent. But they've lost three straight now to Washington, awful, wounded Philadelphia team, and the Knicks at home. Now they face red-hot Phoenix, which is off a nice win against Golden State. Hate to say it, but the, the sun may be setting on the Utah Jazz. Love Phoenix here. Uh, give me Utah plus the one and a half. Pick number seven. Knicks getting seven at Golden State. Knicks having a heck of a road trip here, winning back-to-back -back games at Utah and at Denver. That is nearly impossible to do. And they always give Golden State fits. Warriors, meanwhile, struggling. They've lost seven of their last ten. Only five and ten against the spread on the season. Uh, Knicks five and three against the spread on the road. Maybe New York doesn't win outright, but you know what? They'll probably keep it close and cover this seven-point spread. Love the Knickerbockers here. Uh, give me a Golden State uh, minus the seven. Opposite picks for a Friday, November 18th. College football, New Mexico, plus 14 and a half against San Diego State. South Florida, plus 14 against Tulsa. NBA, Houston, plus five against Indiana. Memphis, plus uh, minus six and a half, rather, against OKC. New Orleans, plus three against the Celtics. Utah, plus a point and a half at home against Phoenix. And uh, giving Golden State, minus the seven against the New York Knicks. Again, opposite picks for a uh, Friday, November 18th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. And as always, uh, we'll put those on the front page of the website. In fact, I uh, did that this morning already. Got up and early, uh, bright and early this morning. Did a lot of work. Fridays are always busy for me, so that is on the front page. I'll put the college football trends that I'm going to give you here in a second on the college football page, obviously, and the NFL trends on the uh, NFL. So, again, just to recap here, uh, NFL, we have under Giants, under Colts, Baltimore because Carolina stinks, Buffalo, under Washington, 
Dallas because Minnesota's Kirk Cousins can't beat good teams, and uh, Pittsburgh plus the four and a half against Cincy. I will tell you this, though. I have another good one uh, uh, pertaining to Cincy. Another little Mark Lawrence special. Cincinnati, the Bengals, 25-1 and against the spread in straight-up wins in the division. So now a lot of that is them being underdog. So if you're an underdog and you win, you cover the spread, obviously. I'd like to have the breakdown of that, of how many times they were favorites in win. Then you get a real indication of, okay, that when they win in the division, that they're covering the spread. But uh, stat is 25-1 and one against the spread in their division win. So if you think they're going to win, don't worry about laying the four and a half. That's what it means. If you think Pittsburgh can cover the spread, then that, that's a pretty good one with Mike Tomlin. So interesting little uh, trend there. And again, we'll post those on the NFL page. I have uh, seven or eight college football trends I want to get to here in a second. First up, a quick little phone call. Greg in Chicago joins us on uh, Ops Picks. What's going on, Greg? How are you this morning? I'm great, Scott. How are you? Good. Appreciate you calling in. What's on your mind? Well, just really quickly, I want to uh, thank you. I really appreciate you. I just kind of stumbled across you on uh, SiriusXM, so I appreciate all the valuable insight that all you right. give us. All right, cool. Appreciate that. Um, one of the things I noticed, I uh, I really appreciate your NHL um, shots on goal player props, and it seems like BetMGM has not been offering them for the past two days. It kind of came out of nowhere. Have you heard anything about that? Really? No. Uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't been able to play them. Really? That's when, do they yep. put all the other hockey props and, and just not the shots on goal? Or uh, is yep. it just no hockey props at all? That's weird. No, I'm, st- I'm still seeing, I'm seeing assists, I'm seeing blocked shots, but uh, player right. shots are no longer offered for the past two days. Wow. Um, I don't know if anyone else out there has had that issue. You're the first to say so. Um, it's got, you know, Each state is a little different also. That, that's the other thing, but you being in Illinois. I, I know FanDuel does that from time to time for whatever reason. It, you know, it's in, From what I'm told, it's just people just kind of forgetting to put these things up there, believe it or not. It's, it's nothing strategical or magical, or it's just whoever's responsible for putting the shots up just happens to forget. It's not a popular play, I suppose. Um, but no, you're the first one that said it, but that, that sucks. If, if, uh, they're not posting them up there, I would contact them. You know, I, I don't know if there's uh, some customer service button and just say, Hey, listen, uh, you've had these shots on goal for the longest time. And the last couple of days, they haven't been there. What's going on. And I bet it is just something as silly as the guy who's responsible for doing that has just forgotten. Hey, I appreciate that. I will do that because I enjoy those plays, Scott. So please uh, keep them coming. Yeah. Cool. I will, Greg. Appreciate the phone call. But, yeah, we, we, we have some success with that, I, I must say. So, yeah, there's got to be, like, a customer service, uh, contact them icon, something like that. Um, and I, I, I told you, I, I've gone back and forth on FanDuel on a couple of issues where it's just like, no, it's not there. Yeah, it's there. I'm like, no, it's not there. Yeah, well, it's there. I'm telling you, it's not there. You know, and then they'll kind of acknowledge, like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess the guy forgot to put it up. You know, I mean, one of those goofy things. So, uh, yeah, give that a try. Otherwise, I can't, you know, that would suck if they stopped putting them up there. Yeah, you know, if they don't put them up there for, you know, if you contact them for another couple of days or they tell you, well, we're not going to do them anymore, then I would say, well, okay, I'll take my business elsewhere. You know, you got the power of the pen. Uh, there's so many else, other ones out there. So I don't know why they would take those down. 
Unless, of course, they're afraid of us. You think that's good? Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, but we do a pretty good job with those. And I got uh, we got one game tonight. I got a few shots on goal I'll get to here in a second, but there is just the one game uh, tonight. And by the way, again, always check the hockey page of the website for those. Uh, I generally post them there. All right. Best college football trends. We have uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, nine. I got 10. Top 10. Here we go. Virginia Tech, um, 6 and 15 against the spread since uh, early last year, including 1 and 4 uh, on the road. And they got a road game uh, this, this weekend. So go against uh, Vodtech. UConn taking on Army. Now, Army and, and these military teams are generally really good against the spread. But UConn, 15 and 5 against the spread last 20, including seven in a row. So the UConn Huskies, who became bowl eligible last week uh, with Jim Moore Jr., doing a, a good job. Indiana takes on Michigan State this week. Indiana, 5 and 18 against the spread their last 23 games, including 1 and 10 on the road. Michigan State to play. Michigan at home against Illinois. Uh, Harbaugh and company, 9-3-2 against the spread their last 14 home games, dating back to last year, obviously. So they like to beat teams, and they like to beat them bad, laying 17 against Illinois. And Illinois' bubble may have burst. They lost two in a row at home. Uh, Washington State, we gave you this one last week in the covered. 15-4 now against the spread last 19 regular season games. They play at Arizona, laying three and a half. Florida Atlantic, uh, take it on Middle Tennessee State. Uh, Florida Atlantic, 22-9 under since uh, 2020. Willie Tiger taking over. So under Florida Atlantic. How about uh, Kentucky taking on Georgia this weekend? Kentucky, 9-1 under last 10 games. How about Maryland taking on Ohio State, getting 27 and a half? This is a good one. Not that the other ones are bad, but... Turpin's now 2-19 against the spread in the second half of their seasons under their current head coach. 2-19. It's a clear case. They just run out of gas. Georgia Tech taking on North Carolina. Over. Believe it or not, Georgia Tech 9-2 over last 11. Last one, Iowa State 9-2 under as the Cyclones take on Texas Tech this weekend. So there you go. Ten best college football trends. I'll post those uh, on the website, and uh, you decide to do what you want with them. Last week, we went 5-2-1. and one. For the season, college football is 36-30-2, and two. and I told you the NFL is eight games under. So six games over for college, eight games under for the NFL. As I've told you before, these things will probably end up 50-50 when everything is said and done. So it's an exercise in, in futility, but it's just you know it's just my way of showing that uh, don't put everything. I love trends and I bet things on trends. I do, but I, I wouldn't bet the house based on a trend because I try and really give you the best best ones, and in the end, it's a 50-50 proposition for the most part. Pyramid plays yesterday. Hit with Tennessee against Green Bay. Hit with Sacramento against San Antonio. Actually, that was a push. Uh, New Jersey, uh, we hit. Actually, no, that was a win. Sacramento won by like 18. Uh, New Jersey Devils, that, that was a win. Shots on goal, Riley Smith, best one, that was a win. Uh, college basketball, South Carolina, upstate, getting 40 and a half, lost by 43. That was a loser. And SMU failed to show against uh, Tulane, that was a loser. So four and two with our best plays. Uh, I'll give you some shots on goal and our pyramid plays when we return. Opposite pick, Sports Grid Radio, closing out shop for a Friday. 
on uh, Sirius XM 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Let us go to our open parlays that we always have. All right, we hit with Sacramento last night. We should have laid the seven. Eh, we didn't want to get greedy. Every time I lay it on the money line, they win and cover. Every time I try and do the cover, they don't. So we took the $33 win, laid 300 100 to win 33 We got that, so now we got 133 We're going to put that on Indiana, the Pacers, at minus 198 133 bucks to win 67 Rockets stink. 2-12, uh, 2-13, whatever they are. Uh, you know what? Uh, laying uh, less than 2-1, to one, I'll take my chances. Indiana wins on the road. Uh, Blackhawks aren't in action, so we don't have any bet on that one. And... Uh, uh, San Jose and Arizona, both uh, not in action last night. We did hit with Vegas, so we picked up 22 bucks. So we'll uh, carry that over into Saturday's play. Check the website, the hockey page. That's where I post uh, all these uh, open parlays. Underdog, we did hit with New Jersey last night. We won 28 bucks. So we take a quarter of a unit out with our original $25 bet. So we have the $28 that we won. We're going to put that in Milwaukee, the uh, the Bucks. I was going to say the Brewers. The Bucks tonight, 28 uh, at Philadelphia to win $30. Okay, so that's leg number two of our uh, underdog open parlay. And we got leg number two of the main one with Indiana. And the others are, are off. Shots on goal. I got three guys. Uh, you know what? We got the one game tonight. L.A. at Vancouver. We're going to use Trevor Moore, two and a half. Anze Kopitar, two and a half for the Kings. And Kevin Fiala, two and a half for the Vancouver Canucks. Best college football play, San Diego State laying 14 and a half against New Mexico. Best NBA play, Indiana laying five at Houston. Hockey, Kings laying uh, 115 at Vancouver. Best shot on goal out of those three, I do like Trevor Moore. We've had him a few times. He's been very successful for us. Two and a half. Minus 148, little juice. But uh, then best college basketball play under 130 and a half. Baylor at Virginia. Whew. All right. You're in the books. You got it all. If you need to have it written down again, uh, check the uh, check the hockey page. That's where I put all this stuff. So enjoy your Friday, folks. You got uh, Lisey and Stevens coming up next. I'll be in later on tonight and play sports at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Enjoy your Friday. Let's make some money, my friends. <laughs> 